At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's the third and final hour of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we're not going to go with anything fancier in the final hour. It's not going to be a whole bunch of trying to reinvent the wheel, trying to look at a whole bunch of things that are just way off the beaten path. We've got a bunch of college basketball on Saturday. We've got teams that are going to be going to the NCAA tournament. We've got teams that are going to be denied from going to the NCAA tournament. Any games I have yet to hit in the first two hours of the college basketball slate for Saturday, we're going to be hitting them right here. So that is the plan for the next hour. We're going to just try to get you guys as much money, as many winners, as many trips to the window as humanly possible. So we pick up where we wound up leaving off last hour. That's in the Big Ten tournament. We go 615-616 on the betting board. Michigan State, they're going to be taking on Purdue. Boilermakers. Six-point favorites. Jolan's game is saying we're team 142.5 and 143.5. And this is a game which I wound up lining at six myself. So I'm right now in line with what the bookmakers wound up making. We saw DraftKings a little bit earlier. This was a line at 5.5. I'd be willing to lay a 5.5. But at six or more, where we're sitting right here, it's a take on Michigan State. So if we don't wind up seeing a line move, I would side with Michigan State at it as a six. It's the absolute minimum that I'd be willing to take because you take a look at the last time that these two teams wound up playing. It was over there in the state of Michigan a few weeks ago. The Spartans were able to get the job done. And I do think that there is something that you need to handicap in this game, which is Tom Izzo being an amazing March coach. I mean, you take a look at the guy. He's had one recruiting class in his entire career. This So a full four years, if a guy winds up going through a full four years, one recruiting class that didn't wind up making a Final Four on that team wound up losing in the Elite Eight to UConn in just heartbreaking fashion. So, I mean, this is a guy that he knows what he's doing in the month of March. Meanwhile, you've got a Purdue team that, we're going to call it what it is, they're awful on defense. This is a team that, with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis, they clock in outside the top 150. It's been really incredible to take a look at. And Purdue, they've got by far the most talent of any team in the conference. You've got Zach Eady, Travion Williams. They combined for right around 15 rebounds per game. Purdue is a team that they rank at the top 10 in all of college basketball in terms of three-point shooting percentage. As, as a collective, they shoot right around 39% from three. And you just take a look at this offense. Firepower upon firepower. Number three in the country with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis. But that said, this is also a team that when they wind up hitting the road, they do wind up experiencing a little bit of a fall-off. They score right around 12.4 points. Fewer per 100 rather than when they are at home. It's a Michigan State team that I'm not going to call them a great defense by any stretch of the imagination, but they've been able to improve. Now, 
Johnny Davis, I could tell, was not necessarily 100% in the game, but they did a good job of being able to shut him down on Friday. And it's a Michigan State team that they've been a little bit on cold with regards to their team because they don't necessarily have that one true alpha dog player. They've got one guy that averages more than nine points per game. That'd be Gabe Brown with right around 11 and a half points, right around five rebounds per game. But the guy that I think could be a difference maker in this game, Marcus Bingham Jr. In the game against Wisconsin, 19 points, 11 boards, multiple blocks. He's just sort of been in Tom Izzo's doghouse. He's been a guy that winds up getting into a little bit of foul trouble. I could tell that Mr. Izzo winds up getting a little bit frustrated with him from time to time. But if he's able to perform like he did against Wisconsin, Michigan State is going to be very live in this game. This is a total that I think should be set a little bit lower. I want to personally setting mine at a 138 because we've just noticed it with Purdue. The offense has been losing its luster a little bit more, I think is a fair way of putting it. They were absolutely awesome towards the beginning part of the season, but like I said, on the road, this has not necessarily been the same team, and it's not a Purdue team that's looking to push the tempo. They rank right around 225th in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. Michigan State that they're very much a mid-tempo team, so I do think that you're going to be seeing some very efficient play here from Purdue, but once again, also a team that when it comes to their defense, they don't wind up forcing any turnovers. They rank in the bottom 50 with regards to turnovers forced on a per possession basis. That should allow Michigan State to stay live in this game. I'm looking at it under and with this Purdue team. I want to make it at a six-point line, six or more. It's going to be a take for me on Michigan State. How about if we wind up going out to the American? We go out to, as a matter of fact, the great state of Texas. Things are bigger in Texas, and apparently the spreads are as well. 617, 618 on the bank board. Houston's going to be playing against Tulane. The Green Wave, 13 to 13 and a half point underdogs. Jones game is 13, 133 and 134. And I actually like what I'm seeing on this Tulane team right now. I wound up saying them as an underdog of 11 points. If you wind up riding with me on the DK Nation pick, well, boy, do I apologize about that because Cincinnati was up against Houston by seven points in the second half. They just completely discombobulated and couldn't hit a three late. That was absolutely brutal. I don't think that Houston can have that same sort of luck two times in a row. Now, with Houston, this is a very good team in that they are number one in all of college basketball with regards to offensive rebounds. So for every miss that they wind up getting, they pull in an offensive rebound on about 38% of those misses. That is number one in all of college basketball. This is a two-lane team that's going to be a little bit short-handed once again. Jalen Cook, their top scorer, has been out the last four games. Guy that's able to give you 18 points, three and a half assists. Tulane, I would actually say, has been, if not the same, a little bit better without him, which I think is very surprising. And the guy that has really been able to step up, that'd be Sion James. James is a six foot five, sort of a joker point forward for a little bit of a lack of better term. Overall for the year, he's averaging seven and a half points, four and a half boards, giving out right around three and a half assists per game. So He's been Mr. Just do a little bit of everything for this team. He's able to give you right around one and a half steals per game as well. So it's been really intriguing to take a look at his growth throughout the season. But I mean, he's been able to give the team three plus assists in nine out of the last 10 games for this bunch. And he's been able to step up a little bit more with his scoring as well. This is a guy that is not necessarily going to light the world on fire, isn't going to go off and just hit a bunch of threes or anything like that. But with what he's been able to do recently, it has been very beneficial. You take a look at him ever since we're going to call it January 28th. That was their game against Tulsa. So in the last 11 contests, he's averaging 7.5 points, 4.3 assists, so 1.4 turnovers, and shooting 84% at the free line. So he has been able to do a really solid job. You've also got Kevin Cross. So he will give you 13.6 half rebounds per game. Now, 
The problem is Houston has Josh Carlton coupled with Fabian White. These two guys combined to be able to give you right around 25 points, 12 and a half rebounds, and then you've got one of these guys in White shooting 38% from three-point range. With Houston, they're a team that they've got their woes at the free throw line. They shoot right around 67% at the free throw line. They rank in the bottom 40 in all of college basketball at that regard, and they're not afraid to put you on the free throw line. Houston, with regards to fouls on a per-play basis, they're in the top 50 in all of college basketball. Big reason why is because they wind up going for a lot of steals, and they oftentimes get them. They get right around eight and a half steals per contest. They are one of the better teams in all of college basketball in that regard, but you got a Tulane team that they've been able to do a solid job of being able to pickpocket as well. This is a team that they generate right around eight steals per contest, so they, in their own right, are able to do a solid job here. It's a team that be able to shoot just good enough from three-point range at right around 37% from distance. Having Devin Baker, RJ McGee be able to step up, give this team a little bit of something with right around 10 points per contest. I think he's going to be able to keep this two-lane team right live. Now, Jamal Sheath has been able to do a good job at the point guard spot for Houston. Houston is one of the more efficient teams in all of college basketball with regards to turnovers per game, right around 11 per contest. So they've been able to do a very solid job with that regard. But you do take a look at the way that this two-lane team has been playing. And ever since conference play wound up beginning, shooting 79% at the free line, number two in the conference with regards to steals, and they don't turn the ball over themselves. 9.4 steals per game ever since the beginning of American Athletic Conference play. That is number one in the conference. I think that they're going to be able to save life. I like the coaching job that is currently being done by Ron Hart Hunter. So it's a spot on which I'm willing to take the points over to Lane. Also said the total 135. Houston's a little bit of a slower team, but they've been very efficient with their offense. You got a two-lane team that they themselves have been quite efficient as well. So it's a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the over, set my total on 135, and I'm going to take the points here with Tulane. How about if we continue to go down the board, 619, 620 on the betting board. We say out there in the state of Texas, and you do have a team from the state of Texas playing in this game, SMU and Memphis. Memphis, a three-and-a-half to a four-point favorite in your tallest game. In between 141-and-a-half and 142, I did wind up setting Memphis in the spot as a four and a half point favorite. So I'm going to be willing to lay it. Memphis has been able to turn over a new leaf. I do have to give a little bit of credit where credit is due to the coaching job that Penny Hardaway has been doing recently. I mean, his team was all out of sorts. He looked like the worst coach in all of college basketball about six weeks ago. Ever since he wound up getting back DeAndre Williams and Lander Zolli, this has been a Memphis team that has been significantly better. Now, the caution that you have with this Memphis team is that they get loose with the ball. This is a team that they're turning the ball over right around 16 times for contest. In terms of turnovers on a per possession basis, they're in the bottom 15 in all of college basketball. And then with SMU, you've got the Weathers brothers, Michael and Marcus Weathers. They combine to shoot about 38% from three. They combine to be able to give you right around 20 or so points per contest and 12 rebounds per game. But with Memphis, you do have a guy that is able to just control things down low, Jalen Durant. He has been able to do a nice job. Seven and a half rebounds, 11 points, two and a half blocks per game. And I'll make this argument that without Imani Bates, Memphis has been significantly better because they've been a little bit more efficient with their offense. They've been able to do a better job with their spacing, being able to have guys like a Tyler Harris be able to bomb a couple threes for this team. It's been very beneficial for Memphis. And this is a Memphis team that they were getting back to their calling card when they were struggling towards December, January. It's because they were playing some very poor defense. You take a look at their defense. Over the last month or so, they've been in the top 10 with regards points allowed on a per-possession basis. They now rank 36th overall in the country. And SMU, a big reason why they haven't made the NCAA tournament in recent years has been because they've had some bad defense. They now rank in the top 60 with that regard as well. But you do have a pair of teams that they are certainly not necessarily looking to slow things down. You got an SMU team that 
they rank right around 100th with regards to possessions per game. Not breakneck pace, but certainly a little bit faster. Memphis, they are playing at breakneck pace. This is a team that they're clocking in right around 40th with regards to total possessions per game. So this is a Memphis team that they're going to be looking to push the tempo. I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job of being able to do so. And I do think that when it comes to some of the ancillary pieces, you've just got a deeper Memphis team in general. You've got an SMU team that you've got Zach Natal who's able to give you right around seven and a half points per contest. And you do have out there Kendrick Davis. He's going to be the best point guard out there. 19 points. He's able to give you four and a half boards, four and a half assists. Shoots it well from three. But I do think that in the end, Memphis is going to be able to win the battle on the glass. That'll allow them to win the game. Set this line at four and a half, one late. Set my total at 144 and a half. So going over. Coming up next, we wind up hitting some of these conference championship games. Starting out there in the Metro Atlantic right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season is in full swing. Now is the time to grab a five-hour energy to stay alert and watch all of your favorite games or stay up late to watch that intense overtime game. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so that way you're able to energize your day because it's got zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up to get stuff done or to be able to sleep when you are dead. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical birth, cherry, blue raspberry, and many more. There's a flavor for everyone, and it is Greg Peterson approved. Get a 5 Energy shot today as it is the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson. Very, very fitting read there as we need all the energy that we can get. It is the crunch time this year, and we're going to do everything humanly possible to pick every single one of these games correctly, and we wind up going out to the Metro Atlantic Conference. It's going to be taking place out there in Atlantic City as you've got Monmouth and St. Peter's doing battle. This is game number 621-622 on the betting board. When it comes to Monmouth, you are finding themselves as a little bit of an underdog here of two and a half points. Total on this game, going to be getting it anywhere between 124 and 124 and a half. And when it comes to this Monmouth team, I do think that it's a little bit intriguing because I wind up setting them as the favorite of two points. I do think that their backcourt is going to be a win out in this game. You've got Javar Reynolds, a couple with George Pappas. Both of these guys give you right around 15 points per contest. And then you've got Walker Miller, who's been able to do a great job for the team as well. Actually, the brother of Wes Miller, who winds up coaching Cincinnati with Miller. 
to be able to be as a six foot ten gentleman be a good floor spacer for the team shooting right around 31 32 percent from three neither of these teams necessarily go bombs away from three st peter's actually shoots in the mid 30s from three point range Monmouth in the lower 30s but the big bugaboo that you've got with the st peter's team and it's a big reason why they've been so good to the under is that this is a team that they wind up turning the ball over 14 times for contest now with St. Peter's and absolutely dominant defense, especially for this level in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. St. Peter's is clocking at 15th in all of college basketball, but you do want to note this in road and neutral court environments. They're giving up 14 and a half points more per one hour possessions rather than at home. Monmouth is a team that's been able to travel a little bit better and Monmouth will be able to pull off a couple upset wins of their own Monmouth giving up fewer points on a per possession basis in a road and neutral court environment rather than at home. I think that that's something that is very important to take a look at. Now with St. Peter's, you've got Doug Eggert, who's been able to shoot it well from three points along. Daryl Banks, the third. Both of these guys combined for 20 points, shooting about 40% from three point range. But St. Peter's also a team that they shoot sub 71% at the free line. Monmouth, more of a 74, 75% free throw shooting team. So I think that that's going to be very critical. Now you take a look at Monmouth and Nikhil Rudy look to be a little bit banged up here in recent games, but as we will return for this Metro Atlantic Conference Tournament, a guy that's able to give you right around 8.5 rebounds per game should be full go in this game against St. Peter's, but you do want to be taking track of that injury a little bit more. I'll be monitoring it, making a little bit of an adjustment if needed, but with Monmouth, at this point, I've got them as a two-point favorite. I'm willing to take them on the money line as a little bit of an underdog because you do have a St. Peter's team that Though they do wind up doing a solid job down low with Casey Undefu being able to give you two and a half blocks. He has been able to contribute right around six rebounds per game. And then you've got the Dramas in Fusami, Fusami along with Hassan Drame being able to give you a combined right around 12 rebounds per game. I think that Monmouth going to be able to hold up at the point of attack. You've been able to have some good ancillary pieces like Marcus McCleary giving you right around nine points per contest. Do a solid job out there in the backcourt. That should allow Monmouth to be able to get the job done and I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. I think that this could be a game that winds up coming down to a little bit of late game fouling. Monmouth has been a team that has been upping their tempo just a tad. They're not necessarily a super quick team, but I mean, for St. Peter's, even though they are such a good defensive team, they're a mid-tempo team. They're right around 170th with regards to total possessions per game. So I find that to be very intriguing. Last time these two teams wound up playing, Monmouth took the loss by a count of 70 to 65 in that game. You did wind up seeing quite a few possessions in it. It was played a little bit more of an up-tempo pace. St. Peter's wound up committing 14 turnovers, so they lost that battle. But the big reason why they were able to get the job done, won the rebound battle 39-25. to I do think that Monmouth probably going to wind up losing the rebound battle once again, but I think that they'll do a little bit better in this spot. And I do think that they'll be able to get their revenge. I like Monmouth outright in this game to be able to go to the NCAA tournament. Set the total at 130 as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well. How about if we wind up going out to the Big 12 title game that is out there in Kansas City, Missouri? 623-624. Texas Tech and Kansas are going to be doing battle. Kansas is finding themselves anywhere between a one and one and a half point favorite. And your total on this game is 134 and a half. I think we've went too far in respecting Texas Tech. This is a team that they very nearly lost to Oklahoma because this is a team that they're just not very good on offense. Now, the Texas Tech defense is absolutely amazing. You take a look at them in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They're in the top 10 in all of college basketball. They do a good job being able to generate right around eight steals per game. Cer certainly a team which the whole is greater than some of its parts. This Texas Tech offense, when they are away from home, it is not good. You take a look at it. Going into what we wound up having yesterday, 
a full 23.9 points fewer per 100 possessions is what they're scoring on the road as opposed to at home. That includes neutral court and as well. That has to be the biggest split of any, I'll call it just normal college basketball team, a team that is just in a Power 5 conference. So I think that that is something that you certainly want to be taking a look at. Meanwhile, for Kansas, you've been able to have David McCormick be able to do a solid job down low for this team, coupled with Jalen Wilson. They combined for about 13 and a half rebounds per game. They were held in check against CCU, but against CCU, they were also able to do a solid job with their defense. It's a Kansas team that is right around 18th with regards to points scored on a per possession basis. I do think that you've got to be taking a look at the venue as well. The T-Mobile Center out there in Kansas City, Missouri, it might as well be called just Fog Allen Fieldhouse number two because, I mean, it is very much close to Lawrence. This is pretty much a pseudo home game for Kansas, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not awarding the same amount of points for home court advantage in this game as I would at the Fog, but I do think that it's worth a point, point and a half here for Kansas. And when it comes to Texas Tech, they do a solid job down low. You got Bryson Williams, who's been able to give you right around 13 points, four and a half boards, six foot eight combo player. They will shoot 43% from three-point range. I do like what you're able to get out of Kevin McCullough as well. Swiss Army Knife guy, 10 points, five boards, three assists, steal, block per game. He does it all for this team. You've also got guys like Davion Warren along with Kevin O'Banner. These guys that they come in from other schools, give you right around 10 points per game. That's rock solid. But at the same time, Kansas, they were able to get back Remy Martin in full force yesterday. He finally started to look like himself a little bit more. That is going to be scary out there in this backcourt. The last time Texas Tech wound up playing against Kansas, they wound up going to the fog. It was a multi-overtime game. They wound up falling in that game. So I did like what I wound up seeing out of them. At the same time, I do think the Kansas, they are going to be able to do a better job on the glass. I think the Kansas should be able to get the job done with having Remy Martin now closer to 100%. Set Kansas as a five-point favorite in this spot. I am willing to lay it. Kansas has been improved on their defense as well. I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. Set my total at a 134. So I'm also going to be taking a look at an under as we're seeing this fluctuate a little bit more with the total. Most of the totals I am seeing, they're right in the neighborhood of about a 134 and a half. So barely on my point of the under, but we'll take a look at an under. By the way, we now have numbers on San Diego State versus Boise State as well. If you're looking at this game, 625, 626, San Diego State, a two-point favorite. Total of 115. I want to break down this game about an hour or so ago, but didn't have any numbers on it. With my total of 115, I'm looking at an under. And with San Diego State, I'm going to be willing to lay up to three with them. So I'm on San Diego State along with the under on these opening numbers. So just want to get that out of the way right now as we continue to go down the board. How about if we go 627, 628 on the betting board? Villanova and Creighton do battle. Creighton is finding themselves a six half to a seven point underdog with your turn on scheme in between 129 and a half and 130 and a half. Talked with Ryan Rothstein, does a great job with a part of our city cast over there. He does the Philadelphia city cast, and we want to talk with him on this game a little bit earlier. And spot in which I'm going to be willing to lay up to eight here with Villanova. Villanova is dealing with having Eric Dixon having a little bit of a stomach flu, it seems like. But with that said, it is still a Villanova team that 
They're number one in the country with regards to free throw shooting percentage. And it's a Creighton team that they've been able to play very well the last two games, but they are dealing with having their starting point guard, Ryan Nemar, being out of the fold. And it's still a team that they commit way too many turnovers. They are outside the top 275 with regards to turnovers on a per-possession basis, committing right around 14 per game. Now, I do like the Ryans, Ryan Hawkins, Ryan Kelkbrenner. They combined to be able to give you 15 rebounds, top two scores with right around 14 to 15 points per game apiece, and they both do something different. Hawkins is able to go out there, shoot over 35% from three. Kelkbrenner is a guy that does a good job of being able to give you right around two and a half blocks per contest. So these guys have been rock solid, but for Villanova, when you got Justin Moore, Colin Gillespie out there in the backcourt, that's a good duo. Gillespie has been able to shoot right around 40% for three, 13 points per contest. It's a Villanova team that ranks in the top 20 in all of college basketball in terms of fewest turnovers per game as well. It's been a team that's been able to generate more steals than in season pass as well. Villanova does a great job of being able to control the pace in their games. You take a look at them in terms of total possessions per game, and this is a team that they really just walk the ball up the, there on the floor. Among your 358-1 teams, you've got Villanova clocking in 331st. Creighton has not been the same offensive team as in seasons past. They've looked relatively impressive recently, but I do think that it's going to be a little bit of an issue for them. I don't think that they're going to be able to take firm control of the ball. Wind up setting this line at eight. I'm going to lay it with Villanova. Also going to be taking a look at an under as I wind up setting my total at a 128. Coming up next, taking a look at more of these conference championship games, picking it up out there with the big sky right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. This is a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. It is another way that VEASAN is here year-round to be able to make you a smarter, better. Check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VEASAN.com. As it is a Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson. It is the most wonderful time of year. It is March. Fittingly, it's actually my birthday month as well, a little bit later on in the month. So that's absolutely tremendous. And we've got some of the best college basketball that we're going to be seeing all season long. Wind up hitting up on the Akron versus Kent State game in the last hour. So we've got you guys covered there. So how about if we continue on with 631, 632 on the bang board? This is Montana State and Northern Colorado. Montana State find themselves anywhere between a three and a half and a four point favorite. Your total is going to be anywhere between 147 and 148. And with Montana State, set them as a three and a half point favorite. So here at four, it is my buy point on Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado is able to go bombs away from three point range, headlined by Dallin Collins being able to give you right around 20 points per contest, but he's not even the best three-point shooter on the team. That'd be Drew Cuxhausen. During the 2019-20 season, while he was playing at McNeese State, he actually led all of college basketball in terms of made three-point shots. Number two was Marcus Howard in that category, by the way, but these two guys are able to do a relatively solid job now with Montana State. They should be able to win the battle on the glass. You've got a guy in Abdul Muhammad who's able to give you 8.6 points, shoots over 40% from three-point range, and Jabriel Bell is able to give you a block, 13 points, six half rebounds, so... I like what he's able to bring to the table for this team. It's a Montana State team that they themselves do a solid job shooting right around 36% 
from three-part range. Raekwon battled the transfer from Washington. Wound up having a little bit of a tough go of it to begin the season, but as they will pick it up recently. But I do take a look at this Northern Colorado team, and I do think that you've got a lot of weapons for them to be able to stay live in this game. Kerr Junkic has been able to give you right around nine points, eight and a half rebounds per game. So he's been rock solid for this team with Northern Colorado. It is a team that they've also got Bodie Hume, who's seen a little bit of a fall off with his production. Last year was really able to be a good, versatile piece for this team. This year, he's been giving you more in the neighborhood, about 11 points, six rebounds. So, I mean, he's been solid, but has been as great as he was a season ago. But I do think that he is still going to be able to leave his imprints on this game. You've got a Montana State team that also is very well controlled with Xavier Bishop being able to do a solid job at the point guard spot. A guy that is able to give you right around 14 points, four and a half assists. It is a Montana State team, though, that they turn the ball over right around 13 or so times per contest. Both of these teams right around 100th with regards to possessions per game. So certainly not super fast, certainly not super slow, but you just take a look at this Northern Colorado team. They're not playing a lot of defense. They're outside the top three with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. But what they don't do on defense, they do on offense. This is a team that with regards to points scored on a per possession basis has been one of your more impressive teams at all of college basketball, ranking in the top 35. They do a good job of being able to travel home to road. Montana State, their team that they actually average right around eight and a half more points per 100 possessions when they are in a road and neutral court environment rather than at home. I do think that this is going to be very conducive to scoring. I recognize that you're probably going to have some tired legs in this game because both of these teams have been playing quite a few games in recent days. But with that said, I did wind up saying my total at a 149 and a half. Both of these teams, when they've been playing, they've been playing just some very, very harebrained and very up-tempo games. So I do think that you're going to be able to get quite a bit of scoring in this spot. I'm going to be taking a look at the over and Northern Colorado. I need at least four to be able to take them, but we are seeing mostly four. It's the bottom point of my buy point, but it is my buy point on Northern Colorado. So looking at the over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the points. How about if we add up to the ACC tournament? This is 633, 634 on the betting board. Duke and Virginia Tech are going to be doing battle. Duke is finding themselves a six-point favorite with your total in between 138 and 130.5. This is a spot at which I also wound up saying my line at six. So we're going to be waiting upon a little bit of a line move here, but... With that said, if we wind up sitting here on six and six exactly, I'd be willing to take the points before I'd be willing to lay the points, personally with Virginia Tech. So six or more is going to be a take on the Hokies. What I like about Virginia Tech, three-point shooting. This team is able to go bombs away from three. They are number four in all of college basketball, shooting 39.1% from three-point range, and it travels on the road. They still shoot 39% from three-point range. So it's a team that they don't necessarily experience a fall off there. And with Duke, it feels like the defense just hasn't necessarily been there for them in recent games. They did a great job on offense in their most recent game against Miami. They were able to get the job done. They got the win, but they did not wind up getting a cover because they wound up giving up 76 points in that contest. So Duke, you take a look at them. One of the more efficient offenses that you're going to find in all of college basketball. In the top five with regards to points scored on a per possession basis. And I mean, the defense overall this year hasn't necessarily been bad, but Wendell Moore has seen a little bit of a dip in his production from the beginning part of the season. In the months of November and December, he was averaging right in the neighborhood about 17 points per contest. Since the beginning of the month of January, that's been more like 11. Now, he has still been able to give you some relatively solid rebounding, a guy that's able to give you four and a half assists, but he's not the same guy that wanted putting up a dribble-double earlier in the season. And this is also a Virginia Tech team that they themselves have been able to do a little bit of a better job on defense. They did a great job putting down the clamps on North Carolina, and they're a very slow and very controlled team. This is a team that they rank in the bottom 10 
in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. Duke is a team that they don't necessarily get out of sorts either. They're a team that they're a very mid-tempo team right around 180th in the country with this regard. Both of these teams have been throttling down a little bit more. So I do think that you're going to see a little bit more of a button-up game, even though both of these teams are relatively efficient with their offense. But what I think is going to be key for Virginia Tech being able to say in this game, just all the versatility that you've got. You've got a pair of guys, Kevy Aluma, coupled with what you've been able to get out of Justin Mutz. These two guys combined for about 28 points per contest. They're versatile bigs that do a solid job of being able to stuff the stat sheet, especially Mutz, who's able to give you right around a steal and a half. He's able to chip in there six and a half rebounds. He's a guy that's been able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. And then past that, you take a look at what else you're able to get out of this team, and you've got two of the top 30 players in all of college basketball in terms of total three-point shooting percentage, Darius Maddox. And then you've been able to get a lot of something out of another guy in Sean Padula who wound up really being able to spark that run that they ironically enough wound up having against a Miami team that played Duke very competitively last night. So I do take a look at the spot. I do think that six or more is a good spot here for Virginia Tech. Would not be surprised if we wind up seeing money coming on Duke in the AM. So I'm going to be taking a look at that. But here at six, I'm going to be willing to take Virginia Tech. Obviously, like I said, going to be trying to get a little bit of a better number on them. And if we wind up for some reason seeing a fall in the number, I don't think we're going to be getting that. I would be willing to take Duke at like a five to five and a half. But total, I wind up setting at a 136. So we're going to be taking a look at the under as well. How about if we wind up heading back out to the great state of Texas? This is going to be 635, 636 on the main board. UAB is going to be taking on Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is finding themselves as an underdog as you're finding this line anywhere between three and three and a half. Total is as low as a 134 and a half, as high as a 135 and a half. Now, you do want to note that out here in this arena, the Ford Center, it is pretty much like the practice facility that you've got with the Dallas Cowboys, and we've been noticing that teams... They have not been shooting very well in it. That said, both of these teams do a good job of being able to create points off of made two-pointers. So I do think that that is something that you do want to be noting with both of these teams. I think that they are going to be able to punch a ball inside. And you've got a UAB team that I really love what you're able to get out of Trey Jamison. 7.7 half boards. True seven-footer that comes in from Clemson that's been able to give you a block and a half per contest. And UAB just has all the goods. This is a team that in terms of both points scored and points allowed on a per-possession basis. They rank in the top 40 in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, you've got a Louisiana Tech team that they've been a little bit more lackadaisical on defense, and really both of these teams have been able to bump up their tempo from what you wound up seeing a season ago. Louisiana Tech last year, they were a very much more controlled team than they are this year. This year, they're more around 110th with regards to possessions per game, and UAB with regards to total possessions per game, this is a team that they're clocking in in the top 80, so they've been able to ramp things up there, but when it comes to this UAB team, they just do such a good job on defense because they're able to force steals. They get right around temper contests. You've had a guy in Quan Jackson be able to give you two and a half steals per game. He's really been the headliner of this, but Jordan Walker, one of the more underrated pieces on offense at all of college basketball. Shooting in the neighborhood about 40% from three. He's able to give you 19.5 points, 4.5 boards, dishes out a couple assists. He has been rock solid for this UAB team. You pair him up with KJ Buff and a guy with size that's able to give you 10.5 points, 6.5 boards per game. And it makes a very good, I guess you could call it duo with that regard. And then you take a look at the flip side for Louisiana Tech. You've got Kenny Lofton. I always call him Big Sexy because he looks like Bartolo Colon, but I mean, the guy plays really well. 15 points, 10.5 rebounds. It's able to give you a block and a seal per contest. But what you really need is the backcourt of this team to be able to match up. Amari Archibald, Keyson Willis have been able to combine for right around 25 points per contest. They combine to shoot about 37, 38% from three-point range. But more of the ancillary pieces for Louisiana Tech 
have not necessarily been there. This is a UAB team that they're a little bit deeper with both of these teams having played quite a few games these last few days. I do think that that's going to be very important in this spot. I do think that that is a big reason why UAB is going to be able to get the job done, even though they did wind up playing that harebrained triple overtime game against Middle Tennessee, so that tires you out a little bit more. You do have more guys that you're able to rely upon. Louisiana Tech, they're going to be tired for a different reason because they wound up playing just a complete and utter smash mouth game against North Texas, which neither team was able to get to 45 points. I do think that the offenses are going to be a little bit more warm in this spot. I do think that both of these teams shooting right around 72% of the free line can help out with this total. I like the over. I want to say my total at 139. I made UAB a five-point favorite. In the final segment, we're going to hit every single game that we have yet to hit on the board for this college basketball Saturday and refresh my DK Nation pick for Saturday. That's up next right here on VSIN, Esports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make predictions to win cold hard cash and then chill. Play for free during college basketball's biggest tournament with the March Madness Hoops Challenge powered by Coors Light. Join 10 free to play pools for your shot at a share of $4,000 daily in cash prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light March Madness to join in on the action now. Coors Light, a perfect shot of refreshment. 21 years or older, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details and as always, drink responsibly as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Hughes Peterson. They have hit on all but four games for the college basketball betting board for the Saturday. We're going to hit on all four right here. They are all in the extra games board. They all involve smaller schools, and I absolutely love it. Here we go. These four teams, or these four games, are going to involve all NCAA tournament bids are going to be online. You're going to be seeing these teams be your traditional 15 to 16 seeds, but you know what? It doesn't matter what you wind up betting on. If you're betting on Duke versus Duke versus North Carolina, the national title game, or the championship out there in the America East, Good gosh darn it, there's money to be made. How about if we go 3 of 6001, 3 of 6002? Vermont, UMBC do battle. This is a true home game for Vermont, and they are finding themselves a very hefty favorite here. Anywhere between 15 and 15 and a half points is what you're going to need to lay on Vermont, and your turn on this game is 142 and a half. And the reason why Vermont is such a heavy favorite is because you just take a look at this team. They're in the top. 40 in all of college basketball in terms of points scored and points allowed on a per possession basis. Vermont is actually one of the slowest teams you're going to find in all of college basketball. Out of 358 D1 teams, they're 332nd, but we got a good duo in Ryan Davis along with Ben Chungu that combined for 27 points per contest. You've got both of these gentlemen shooting north of 36% from three-point range. Davis is a six-foot eight combo player. They've got my man Isaiah Boom Boom Powell, one of the more versatile guys that you're going to find out there in a major college basketball conference. Nine points. Six half boards, three assists, does a good job of being able to set the stat sheet. Vermont, 9.8 turnovers per game. That's in the top 20 in all of college basketball. UMBC values of all, though, as well. Right around 11 turnovers per contest. UMBC, one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. They shoot right around 78.5% at the charity strike. And you've got Darnell Rogers. You may have seen video of him. He's like the five foot guy, five foot two guy that's able to hoop. He's really good. 12 points. Able to shoot right around 38%. From three-point range, LJ Owens has been able to shoot about 40% from three. He gives you 12 and a half points per contest. Thing with UMBC is they're a relatively slow and controlled team as well. This is a team that with regards to total possessions per game, they're clocking in right around 180th as well. And with Vermont, the way that they're able to play defense, I think the things are going to be a little bit slowed down in this game. UMBC leaves a little bit of something to be desired on defense. Last time they wanted playing against Vermont on the road, they wanted giving up north of 80 points. I think that they're a little bit more equipped for doing an okay job in this game. Oh, Yabenga Masun has been able to give you right around five and a half rebounds per game. So that is going to be a little bit of an issue for UMBC. I think that he's going to need to do a little bit more in this game. And when it comes to UMBC as well, I think it's going to be key just being able to force some pressure, being able to get to the free throw line. And I do think that they're going to be able to do so. It's a UMBC team that despite the fact that you don't have a single guy that gives you more than six rebounds per game, they've been able to do a little bit better job on the glass here in recent games. You got a Vermont team that they're certainly going to be able to win the battle that way, but just being able to have enough guys to be able to can some shots. Keontae Kennedy giving you 15 points per contest. Should be able to keep UMBC live in this game. Set my number at 14. I'm going to be willing to take the points. Set my total at 140 as well with Vermont being in the bottom 35 with regards to possessions per game. So look it under as well. 3-6-0-0-3. 3-6-0-0-4. MEAC final. As you've got compensated and they're going to be taking on Norfolk State. This is at Scope Arena. That is in the city of Norfolk. And Norfolk State, a seven-point favorite. Total on this game, 136 and 136.5. Coppin State has the fewest wins of any team that's going to be taking the floor on Saturday, but they're also the team that's getting healthy at the right time. Tyree Corbett, a guy that's been able to give you nine rebounds per game. He wanted coming back in the team's last contest. He wanted missing darn near a month for this team. And Ky- Tyree Corbett wanted making his presence felt as he was able to bring it down along Jesse Zarzula. Zarzula has been the top scorer for this compensate team, a compensate team that ranks in the top 20 with regards to total possessions per game. So they play at a breakneck pace. They will give you 14 points per contest for the gentleman that I mentioned a little bit earlier in, in Mr. Corbett. He wound up just being able to do an amazing job in the team's last game. Last time he wound up taking the floor, he wound up being able to give the team 15 rebounds in that contest. So he's been able to do a solid job there, but the problem is probably not going to be able to go in this game. Meanwhile, you take a look at Norfolk State, and they've got themselves a team that does a very good job on defense. They rank in the top 35 with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis, and it's a backcourt that is very solid. You've been able to have Joe Bryant Jr. be able to give you 16.5 points per contest, or folks ate as a whole. They shoot right around 36.5% from three-point range. They're a rather up-tempo team themselves, but you do take a look at this compensate team. With regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis, this is a team that they leave a whole like lot of something to be desired. Out of 358 D1 teams, they are ranking right around 153rd with this regard, so that's a little bit of an issue. They give up 11.5 points more per one possessions basis on the road rather than at home. 
compensate. They only shoot right around 30% from three-point range. You take a look at what they wound up doing in their last contest. They wound up shooting darn near 50% from three-point range against NC Central. As a matter of fact, they wound up being able to go and shoot and make 15 threes in that game. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be able to carry over. I think the Norfolk State is going to stifle them on defense. Do you mind if saying my total in the spot at a 140 and a half because I think the compensate is going to be giving up the points. You got two very up-tempo teams here. So looking at the over, one will lay up to eight here with, or eight and a half here with Norfolk State still laying the points. 306 SWAC final. Oakhorn State and Texas Southern are going to be doing battle. Texas Southern, a three to three and a half point favorite. Total anywhere between 129 and 130 and a half. And I'm saying my total of 132 and a half. Alcorn State, a hole is greater than the sum of its parts team. You've got one guy in Justin Thomas that really gives you more than 10 and a half points per contest. Chips in there, four boards, four assists. Transfer from Morehead State has been able to do a relatively solid job for a Oakhorn State team that they shoot as a collective right around 72% in the free throw line. They've got a couple guys like Dominic Bruton who are able to do a little bit of this and that. And then you take a look at what you're able to get out of a guy in Lionel Henry. He winds coming in for Prairie View. Sand six foot eight, shoots in the low 40s from three point range. Eight and a half points, right around five rebounds per game. But this is a Texas Southern team that they got four different guys that give you at least four rebounds per game. Yahoo's Arazes has been able to do a solid job for this team all season long of being a little bit of a rim protector. And when it comes to the Texas Southern team as well, John Walker, I think, is really going to be the key because this is a Texas Southern team that they are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball. They only shoot right around 66.5% at the free throw line. Elkhorn State more around 71.5% at the charity stripe. But Walker, 9.5 points, 4 boards. He's able to shoot 40% from three-point range. That is going to be a big-time aspect of this team. But what I think is going to be able to win out for Texas Southern in this game is the fact that you've got Bryson Gresham. You wound up seeing starts on the Houston team that wound up making the Final Four last season. 7.7 boards, 2.1 box per contest. Has been able to shoot 64% from the floor. Very versatile, very much able to just control things down low. I don't think that Alcorn State is going to be able to win that battle on the glass. Texas Southern is a team that they've been looking to play a little bit more up-tempo recently. Set my total at 132.5. As a result, I'm looking at the over. And when it comes to Texas Southern, made them a 4.5-point favorite. Someone to lay the points. Last game on the board that we have yet to hit, 3 of 6 0 3 of 6 0 8 Southeast Louisiana, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. From Katy, Texas for the Southland final. This is a pick to Texas A&M, Corpus Christi being a 1-point favorite. Totals anywhere between 146.5 and 148. This total makes no sense whatsoever. Southeast Louisiana scored at least 75 points in all but one of their games ever since the beginning of the month of February. These two teams play like they're double parked, and the only way to avoid a parking ticket is by continuing to score buckets. So, I mean, this is a game in which I want to sing the total at a 152.5. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, I think controls with Isaac Mushila, a guy that's a 6'5", little bit of a combo player from the Congo. He's been able to come in, been able to give this team 14.5 points, 9 rebounds per game. It's a Texas A&M, Corpus Christi team that they generate swipes. They give you right around 9 steals per contest. So, I like that about Corpus Christi. Meanwhile, Southeast Louisiana, they shoot 75% of the free line, mid-30s from three-point range with this Southeast Louisiana team. They've got a lot of guys out there in the backcourt that like Gus Okafer and then the UMass transfer, Keon Claire Joe combined to be able to give you right around 30 or 28 points per contest with Claire Joe. He's able to shoot right around 38% from three-point range. Okafer is able to give you right around five and a half rebounds per game, but they don't have as much rebounding with this team. I think that that's where this Texas A&M Corpus Christi team is going to be able to take hold. Terry on Mordue has been able to do a good job being able to give you right around nine and a half points, four and a half boards. So I do think the Corpus Christi 
going to be able to get the job done in this spot against a Southeast Louisiana team that we're going to call what it is with regards to their defensive efficiency it is not good with regards to the 358 D1 teams you've got Southeast Louisiana they're clocking in at 316th it's not like Texas A&M Corpus Christi is a world beater by any stretch of the imagination but I mean right around 100th I think that they wind up winning out in a very up-tempo battle set this little 152 and a half so I'm going to be taking a look at the over and I'm willing to take Texas A&M Corpus Christi here as I made them a three and a half point favorite just a reminder with the DK Nation pick, we wanted going to Penn versus Yale. I want to say my total at a 152 and a half. So I am on the over. We wound up having this total be right around a 145 and a half. You've got a Penn team that they are ranking in the bottom three, or it, they're ranking right around 300th with regards to points a lot on a per possession basis. Not great there. It's a Yale team that they rank in the top 70 with regards to tempo. You've got a pair of guys on both sides that both give their team 17 and a half points per contest, including Jordan Dingle, 30 plus points three out of the last four games. So that's what we've all got on this college basketball Saturday. And we've got you covered all throughout today and March Madness here on VSIN, the sports betting network, giving you guys ways to be able to bet and make money on all these games right here on the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 